Good morning, everybody. All right, that was lousy. Let's try that again. Hey, good morning, everybody. All right, you're awake. We're ready to go. Hey, I just want to I want to tell you guys something. Uh, part of the DNA of Wofford City Assembly of God is that we are ascending church. Not only do we believe that people have come from all over the, the nation as well as the world to Watford City right now, we know at some point in their life they will probably be sent on from this point to somewhere else. So we know that God has given us a window of opportunity. We have some special people who are being sent today that are going to be sharing in our service this morning. Uh, they're a wonderful family, and they understand the concept that if you're going to reach people that no one is reaching, you are going to have to do something that no one is doing. They are missionaries that are doing something that is radically different than any other missionary that's ever stepped foot on our stage. I'm so excited for them to share with you. It is the Tweet family. Would you welcome them this morning as they come and share God's word this morning? Thanks, Pastor. You can give that to Addison. Thank you, Pastor Sheldon and, and church, Pastor Chad. What an incredible worship service this morning. What an honor it is to be here with you all here today. My family and I, I'm originally from North Dakota, but God delivered me. Amen. I tell everybody I'm northern by birth and southern by choice. My family and I, we've been living after 15 years of full-time ministry. We've been living down in in, uh, Tennessee, and God has given us the opportunity now to go into full-time missions. And we're excited about the direction that God has given us. As Pastor Sheldon said, we are using something that is completely unique. It's not being done anywhere else in the Assembly of God. And we're excited today to share that with you. My family and I, in 2011, we were transitioning between churches. And we felt that God, at some point in time, was going to move us into the missions realm. We didn't know when it was going to be or what it was going to look like. But we were asking God two questions. God, if missions is in our future, where do we go and what do we do? Because it had to fit who we were. It had to fit who, in my mind, I wanted it to be in a nice, neat little package. And say, okay, this is what you're going to do. You know, a lot of people, when they feel called to missions, maybe you feel called today, and you've already got your area that you want to go to. God never gave us that. I never had that as experience as a young man where God said, Adam, you're going to Africa. I never got that. But in 2011, we asked those two questions, and God spoke to my heart. As we walked through a a convention hall in Phoenix, Arizona, God said, Adam, you can use baseball in the Dominican Republic to reach people for me. And I thought, wow, what a concept. What a novel idea. How many ever seen Despicable Me? Oh, come on. There's more of you out there. I know there is. In that movie, Despicable Me, Gru's sitting in a hole that he's just been blown up, blown to smithereens. And all of a sudden he sees three little girls walking into this fortified city with cookies in their hand. And Gru had a moment. He, in, in the movie he says, light bulb. Well, as we walked through that convention hall, we had that light bulb moment. Where God said, you can use baseball in the Dominican Republic to reach and bring hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ. To an island that need, desperately needs him. They believe that that little white ball is their only hope. The only way off the island and to make money is through playing a game and a sport. But we know different. 
We know that their hope is not in a little white ball. Their hope is in Jesus Christ. Their hope is in a Savior who died and rose again for them. And so we are excited to use baseball to reach people for Jesus. You say, well, how are you going to do it? Well, we're, we are developing a program using a VBS-style ministry that we will partner with the local churches, local pastors, and we'll develop leaders, train and disciple leaders within local churches, and then we'll go out and do day camps and clinics, partnering with Assembly of God Bible Colleges and, and hopefully other, other teams as well. And they'll come down and do day camps and clinics, and then in the evening we'll have crusades where we'll share the hope and the gospel of Jesus Christ with them. You see, the tool will be the ball. The hammer will be Jesus. To share the hope and the love of Jesus with them. You see, we believe it's not just a mom and dad call. You see, as we begin to talk about this in 2011, we begin to share with our kids. As they begin to, to hear what God was, what we wanted to do, they become, began to become excited about this opportunity that we had. I remember it was, it was a moment uh, in 2012 when, when we were coming home from a ball practice. I'll never forget it. And at, at, after this moment was when we really began to pursue this journey. We were coming home from a ball practice. It was in December. Yes, we're playing baseball in December. Can you believe that? Glory to God. <laughs> we were coming home from a middle school baseball practice. My son and I were driving home from the high school and and uh, out of the middle of nowhere, we hadn't talked about it for a while. He says, Dad, he says, when are we going to the Dominican Republic? And I'm, in that moment, I knew, I knew, God, if you're speaking to my family, maybe it's time for me to start listening. So we began the process through AGWM and Assembly of God World Missions to figure out if this is something that was even possible. Within that process, we've heard from the general superintendent of the Assembly of God in the Dominican Republic. When he heard that we were coming to do what we were doing, Sheldon, he went like this. He went, yes. And of course, he was speaking in Spanish. I don't know Spanish yet, so. see, si. si. <laughs> Yeah. See, they got it. He said, yes. He said, when can they get here? And so we're excited that God is using a new and innovative way to reach people for Jesus. We believe it's not just a mom and dad call. It's a family call. So after this video you, that we're going to watch here in just a minute. My wife and my kids are going to come. Because it's not just mom and dad who are going to the Dominican Republic. It's all four of us. And we're all four going to be serving. We're all four going to be involved and invested in the ministry that God has given to us. Go ahead and play that video. Corinthians chapter 9, Paul tells us, I became all things to all people so that by all means necessary we can reach some. I don't know what it's going to be like in the Dominican Republic. What I do know is what it's like to play baseball. I know what it's like to play catch on the field. As I play catch, I get to know the boy on the other side of the glove. Through building relationships, I will be able to show my new friends my relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, strangers are just friends I haven't played catch with. Relationships, it's a game changer. Being compassionate isn't about having sympathy and hoping the situation will improve. 
compassion rolls up its sleeve and does what it can to change things for the better. In the Dominican Republic, there are many little ones. I want to love on them so that they can experience a better life through Jesus, and I want to be a part of that. Compassion, it's a game changer. Families in the Dominican Republic love baseball. Many of them see the talents of their sons as their ticket or their hope off the island. As a baseball mama, I get that. I hope one day that my son will experience all of his dreams and goals for baseball. But one thing I do know, my son's hope isn't in the game. My son's hope is in his Savior. Hebrews says, for we have this hope as an anchor for our soul, firm and secure. Mordecai said to Esther, perhaps this is the moment for which you were created for. This baseball mama, alongside her family, was created to bring the hope of Jesus to the families of the Dominican Republic. Hope, it's a game changer. To put this into perspective, the Dominican Republic produces more active and non-active baseball players than any other country outside of the United States. Families are so desperate that they'll do anything to have the opportunity for their son to reach the major leagues. They will even go as far as to sell their children to agents to have that opportunity. By partnering with the National Church, we want to build relationships, show compassion, and share the hope of Jesus Christ to the Dominican Republic by using baseball. We're stepping up to the plate. You have the opportunity to join our team through prayer and support to be a game changer in the Dominican Republic. Well, good morning. My name is Addison, and I will be turning 14 this month in a few days. Woohoo! <laughs> but um, becoming a missionary to the Dominican Republic has been a incredible journey for me and my family. It, I am really excited about it because I had a really God moment in the year of 2013 in Orlando, Florida, at an international salute to baseball in Walt Disney World, Florida at Disney World. So this is like really big. We're playing teams from Panama, Puerto Rico, all over the United States, and of course the Dominican Republic. So I had a great time playing all the other teams, got to make some new friends, but there was just one friend that I made from the Dominican, and his name is Gustavo. And me and him, we connected with each other because we both love baseball. He is about my same age. He's about a year older than me, but we were, we were able to connect so well because we had, a mo we had a moment that he gave me a necklace for, he said to me, remember me, pray for me, pray for my family. And I said, I definitely will, most like, I will more than likely will. And I also, at the end of the tournament, we, uh, we decided that it would be cooler to swap uniforms instead of swapping pins. So we swapped our uniforms, and that was just another kind of memento for me to pray for him and his country as we continue on this journey. And that's one of the things I'm excited about being a missionary kid is meeting new people, getting to know them, and sharing the love of Jesus Christ with them. And as we embark on this trip and our journey together, God put a verse on my heart to share with you guys, and it's Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength.
Good morning. My name is Abby, and I am, will be turning 13 in October. And I don't always sit, like to sit and watch my brother play baseball. I like to take care of the little ones so their parents can watch their sons play. In Dominican Republic, I'm excited to be work, working with LACC, Latin American Child Care. Loving on the little ones, just like, like everybody else is loving on the baseball players. I'll be let it, loving on the little ones so they can know Jesus as much as I do. And I have prayer bracelets outside at the table. And if you come by, you can buy one for a dollar. And when you wear them, you can just think of us as, uh, you can just pray for us as we travel in the car together for hours and hours together. And <laughs> so <laughs> we just want your prayers as we travel safely and put your hands around our car. And I just have a verse for you too. And it's, if I go up to the heavens, you were there. If I make my bed in the depths, you were there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. And that just gives me confidence for going over there. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Addison and Abby, for sharing your heart with, with our family this morning. Because that's how we see you, as family. What a privilege it is to be here this morning and to share his mission for us in the Dominican Republic. I just want to take a minute and encourage you. At some point in your life, I'm sure God has given you a dream. Something that he spoke to you in a quiet moment, or maybe it was a very dramatic moment. And maybe you haven't seen that dream fulfilled yet. And I just want to encourage you because my dream was spoken when I was 15. God said, Melissa, I want you to be a missionary. I was ready to then. Okay, God, I'm ready. Here we are. He said, no, you have a journey you have to go through. You need to go to Bible college and prepare. And I was like, okay, Bible college is done. I'm headed to the mission field. And he said, no, I have a journey for you. Keep going. This journey was very unique and very special for me. I had to walk through it. And let me encourage you today, as you walk through your journey to the dream that God has given you, that you stay true to the journey. Don't quit on what God has you to walk through so you can get to the amazing thing that he has for you. Guys, I'm just going to keep it real. I turned 40 years old this year. (laughs) 40. And I'm finally getting to see this dream of becoming a missionary in a country that I love. He's given me this amazing love for these people. We haven't even been there yet. But it's incredible, this unique opportunity that my journey prepared me for. The journey took me to the baseball field. My journey took me to building relationships with parents, with moms, with boys. And it's amazing. And if you want to hear more about that journey, I would love to share with you today at the table. So just be encouraged today to stay true to the journey God has you on because he has big things for you. He's not done yet. It's awesome. So with that being said, I would like you to take a look at the screen. We as a family would love to connect with you. And the easiest way for us to connect is through our newsletter. We would love for you to continue in the future to hear about what God is doing in the Dominican Republic. So with your pastor's permission, you get to text in church today, guys. Everybody grab your phone and you can send us your email address through entering the word Team DR with no spaces to the number 95577 and it will automatically 
After you follow the prompts, it will enter you into our database so that you will begin receiving our newsletters when we send them out about every three to four months. So please connect with us today. This is truly the easiest way. If you have problems, stop by and we'll talk to you and help you with it after church. One other thing we'd like to talk to you about is our prayer card. <clears throat> our prayer card, we have one of these for every one of you. So please come and get one, okay? And take this card and put it in your Bible, put it on your fridge, put it wherever you're going to see it, and it's just to remind you to pray for us. We have three things, three things that you can pray for specifically in the months to come. One is itineration. Of course, Abigail covered that. <laughs> we are always together. And, but we're, we're traveling, and so we need safe travels on the road. All right? And number two is language school. After our budget is raised and AGWM has approved our departure, they're sending us to Costa Rica. We will spend 12 months in language school where we will learn the language of Spanish because that is what they speak in the Dominican Republic. And so if you will pray with us now that God will begin to transform the way we think, the way our minds work, so that when we get to language school, it's going to be an amazing process. And we're going to even see miracles happening there. So 12 months of language school, please pray for us. The third thing is for divine connections. As we travel around the country, as we make phone calls, we've been able to see God connect us in ways that we could have never connected ourselves. And so we're praying and we're asking you to believe with us for those divine connections, whether that's with university teams or Major League Baseball players or what, whatever that connection is that God has. Please pray with us that God will set us up in those specific moments to meet those certain people. And so as we look at missions, we realize that to, to become, to go into the field, it takes two things. It takes prayer. Prayer is the number one thing that we need from you. And we, we ask that you would join Team Tweet and pray with us. Another way that you can join Team Tweet is through giving, through support. And if you'd like to, you can give today through texting on your cell phone. It's not connected to your bill in any way. It just gives you a quick link to our giving page. No big deal. And if texting's not your thing, we have old-fashioned paper, and you can see us, you can talk to your pastor, there's, there's many ways for you to partner with if the Holy Spirit is leading you in that direction. So with all of that being said, I just want to say thank you for opening your hearts and opening your, your lives to us, because we truly want to connect with you as a family, and we want you to be able to know what's happening in an amazing country of the Dominican Republic and what God has planned there. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. God's good. Amen. I just want to take a few moments today and we want to talk to you. The kids are on to go to kids church and they're going to talk to your kids about what it's like to be a missionary, a missionary kid. And you're like, well, wait a minute. You haven't gone yet. Well, they've had a little bit of experience and, uh, and so we're excited about that. But open up your Bibles with me this morning to Joshua chapter 3. How many know that God has given us a land to take possession of? The Israelites were given a land. A land that was flowing with milk and honey. It was a land that was wonderful. It was great. It was, it, but it had some giants in it. It had a few obstacles there. And, and, and there, there were some spies that were sent into the land. And of the, uh, of the 10 spies or 12 spies that went in, 
Ten of them came back with the report that was negative. Let me caution you this morning. Don't allow the negative things in life to influence the way you go. Two of them came back and said, oh man, we can do this. God has given us this land. We can go and do what God's called us to do. But it was in that moment that the voice of the ten overrode what God wanted. And what was an 11 day trip took them 40 years. Sometimes our journeys become extra Not because we want them to, but because delayed obedience is disobedience. I've had to learn that the hard way. When mom and dad say, hey, I want you to go take the trash out, what do we say to them? Hey, I'll get around to it. When I'm good and ready to do it, I will get around to it. Inevitably, what ended up happening was my mom would end up taking the trash out and I would get in trouble. It was not fun. Eventually I learned that if I took the trash out when I was asked to, I avoided the pain of the punishment. And so if I would just have obeyed prior to hand, it would have been okay. And I've learned that delayed obedience is disobedience. You see, the nation of Israel was getting ready to move into the land that that God had promised them. They were moving from people of living in hope of a promise to a people living in possession of a promise. And after 40 years of wandering, generations have passed on and now they're standing in the, at the precipice of moving into the land that God had promised them. But yet, if you read the scripture, the Bible tells us that They're standing at the banks of the river Jordan and it's at flood stage. You ever seen a river that's at flood stage? How many of y'all want to cross it? Some of you try and don't succeed. But they're standing at the banks of the river Jordan. In Joshua chapter 3, starting in verse 2. After three days, the officers went throughout the camp, giving orders to the people. Ooh, that's a hard one. We don't like to take orders sometimes. Instructions, rules, things of that nature are hard for us. How many believe that speed limit signs are a suggestion? (laughs) No, they're not. (laughs) You meet that one car that has the lights on the top, you're in trouble. He went through the camp giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priest carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go since you have never been this way before. But keep a distance about 2,000 cubits between you, between you and the Ark. Do not go near it. Joshua told the people to consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Joshua said to the priest, take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass on ahead of the people. So they took it up and went ahead of them. And the Lord said to Joshua, today I will begin to exalt you in the eyes of all of Israel so they know, so that they may know that I am with you as I was with Moses. Let's pray.
Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are in this place and you are already doing amazing things. But God, I pray this morning that as we break the bread of life, as we open up your word, Lord, we open our hearts, God, that we would hear your word to us today. Open our minds that we would understand the things of you. More importantly, Lord, open our ears that we may hear you clearly today. Father, we love you. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for what you will do in the days, weeks, and months, and years to come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Joshua is giving orders to the nation of Israel as they're sitting at the banks of the river Jordan as it's at flood stage. And as I said before, we don't do well with orders. How many like to be told what to do? I don't see one hand go up in the place. Wives, don't hit your husbands and say, raise your hand. (laughs) We don't like to be told what to do, but you know what? Sometimes it's necessary to follow the instructions. Now, how many have ever heard of Ikea? Anybody ever heard of Ikea? Everybody in the house heard of Ikea. I'm sorry you don't have one. Be thankful. Because guys, it's like an adult Lego store. You got to put everything together. So when we come home from Ikea, my wife's like pulling out the instruction book and she's reading one step one through 48. And you're like, I'm like, no, let's just put it together. And by the time I get done with it, I end up with a pile of pieces in my hand going, what are these for? (laughs) My wife looks at me and says, you should have read the instructions. Usually we have to take it apart and put it back together, don't we, hon? Sometimes she's like, "Mm, don't tell to me. (laughs) Instructions are good. And here we find Joshua giving some instructions to the nation of Israel. As they get ready to walk into the land that God had promised them. And I want to tell you and encourage you this morning. That as a body of believers... When we do the things that God has called us and asked us to do, you'll see some incredible things happen. I want to tell you, as an outsider looking in, following what's... Pastor Sheldon and Pastor Chad and I and our families, we we go a a little ways back. and, And it's been incredible to watch the things that God has done in this area. I don't know... Many of you weren't here about 14 years ago when I preached over in that little room back over in there. My, how things have changed in the last 10 years. And as you followed God and been faithful, he's shown himself real to you. And it's been incredible to watch. I have people come to me as we're in Tennessee because they know that I'm from North Dakota. And they ask me the things that are going on up here in, in in this part of the state. And they are just absolutely blown away. You don't realize the impact that you're having on the United States of America. You are in a strategic spot for a strategic time to do something incredible in this area. Because it's not about, yeah, go ahead, give God praise. Because it's not about 
just reaching around the world like Melissa and I and our family are going to do. It's about reaching across the street and, and into your neighbors and into your workplace and saying, you know what? Jesus loves you and so do we. And when we follow the instructions, let me encourage you, after you've had such an incredible Sunday last week, I'm here to piggyback on what took place and say, keep going. Keep doing what God has called you to do. And listen to the instructions that Joshua gave the nation of Israel so many years ago, because I believe it applies to us today. Joshua told them, when you see the Levitical priest pick up the Ark of the Covenant, what was the Ark of the Covenant? Okay, this is an interactive part of the service. The, it was the presence, the actual physical presence of God. We don't have that today. What do we have? We have the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit moves, Joshua says... When, the, when you see the Levitical priest pick up the Ark of the Covenant and the presence of God begins to move, you need to follow it. Amen. It's pretty simple, church. When the Spirit of God begins to move, our response is to follow. When the Levitical priest picked it up, imagine a half a million people to, uh, to, to a million people encamped by the banks of the, of the River Jordan. And they're sitting there waiting for God to do something. They know their promise is just on the other side of the river. They know what God had promised them because they'd heard the stories from their grandmas and grandpas and their aunts and uncles. They've heard all the incredible things of the Red Sea. But guess what? Now they're fixing to do it for themselves. I just went all southern on y'all and <laughs> the first instruction that Joshua gave the nation of Israel and the, the thing that we need to learn is to follow the presence of the Holy Spirit. When the Spirit begins to move, we need to follow it. What does that look like? When we're all going this way, you shouldn't be going this way. As they picked it up and walked through the center of the camp, I envision it just like this. This middle aisle is the center of the camp and there's tents on this side and, 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 and tents on this side. And as they begin to pick it up and begin to move out, people begin to come outside their tents and they open the front and they look it out and they're going, oh my gosh, he's moving. It's moving day. And they begin to scurry around because they know their instruction is to follow the presence, the Ark of the Covenant, the presence of God. Do you think the Levitical priest said, hey, this is where we're going? Nope. They had no idea. They were just told to follow. You ever played that game, follow the leader? The little kid in the front tries to find the craziest way around that they possibly can and everybody just kind of follows. The second instruction that he gives them is this. Not only are we to follow, but Joshua says you are to consecrate yourselves. Ooh, that's a big word. What does consecrate mean? Consecrate means to separate, to set apart. 
to be different than everybody else. Now, I'm not talking about crazy, weird, different. I'm talking about something when somebody looks at your life and they say, man, there's something special about you. There's something different about you. And I want to know what that is. They don't want to look at you and go, man, you got weird. You got three heads. Just what in the world is happening here? Because you know what? That's how some people look at Christians. They look at you and they look at me and they look and say, you're weird. I don't want to be weird. I want to be different. Joshua says to be set apart. And I love what he says next. Listen to the words that he says next. He says, when we consecrate or when we set, separate ourselves, Sheldon, he says, tomorrow you'll see amazing things happen. I don't know about you, but that excites me. We want things to happen tomorrow, amen? We want things to happen instantaneously. That's why God created a microwave. <laughs> so we can put it in the microwave and in 30 seconds have a hungry jack meal. When, you're, when your life is busy, when things are going... When you got this going and that going and this iron in the fire and that iron in the fire, what do you do? Drive through. They even got Starbucks has drive through. Man, you can drive through and get coffee for crying out loud. We want things to happen instantaneously. But I heard this a few weeks ago. You see, we want things to happen now. We want things to happen instantly. But we serve a God who's more of a crockpot God than he is an instantaneous God. Now, growing up as a kid, I remember coming home on Sunday and mom, mom had put the roast beef and the potatoes and the carrots all in the crockpot. And by the time we got home, it was ready to eat. If she forgot, we were going to starve. But we, we want things to happen so fast. But God says, whoa, wait a minute. Let's just simmer down. I got things under control. And as you separate yourselves, as you consecrate yourselves, God's going to do something incredible. The third instruction that Joshua gives to the nation of Israel, I think we can learn from is this. That when we follow, when we see the Levitical priests begin to, to pick up the Ark of the Covenant... And begin to carry it. Not only are they to follow it. But following in our. Because we can say oh yeah I'm following that person. In our mind. But there has to be an actual physical movement. Notice what he says to them. You're to follow it. To consecrate yourselves. And move out. It takes a response on our, on our part. Because we can give all the lip service we want. We can give all of, the, all of the, we can know all the right words to say at just the right time. But when it comes time to put your foot to the road, when it comes time to actually do it, sometimes it gets hard. We may become scared. I'm, I'm reminded of Peter in the boat when Jesus is walking on the water. And they're all freaking out in the boat. And, Jesus, and they say, 
Lord, if that's you, bid us to come. Jesus says, okay, come. Of all the disciples in the boat, the one we criticize the most is the only one that got out. And we criticize him because he failed. Because he looked down and he began to sink. But he's the only one sitting in the boat that was able to have enough guts to get out and walk on water. Church, it is time that we actually do the things that God has called us to do. It's time for us to follow the Holy Spirit, to separate ourselves and move out into a land that is flowing with milk and honey, into a land that God has promised you. Maybe you're here today and you, and you say, man, I'm facing something big and you came down this morning for prayer. I'm telling you today, even though there are giants still in the land, even though that there are still fortified cities, Jericho had not happened yet. As the Levitical priests begin to walk through the water of the Jordan River, it begins to part. And as they move out across on dry land, they're walking into what God had for them 40 years ago. So that journey that you're on, that you thought, oh, it's, it's done for. It's time for you to walk across on dry land and take possession of the promise that God has for you. Whatever it may be. It may be a call to missions. It may be a call to, you know, you know you're a missionary even though you're not going across uh, over a body of water. You're a missionary in your work. You're a missionary in your school. You're a missionary in your community. You see, God's called us to the Dominican Republic, but God has called you to Watford City, North Dakota. 14 years ago, Watford City didn't look like it does today. I was here. And as I drove up on Saturday, on Friday night, I was amazed. And my kids and my wife were like, what are you talking about? Melissa knows. I looked and I said, that wasn't here and that wasn't here and this wasn't here and this is new and that's new. It looks incredible. And you, you see the fourth instruction that Joshua gives the nation of Israel is found in chapter 4. And I'm not going to go there. I don't have the time to read it to you. And I'm going to wrap this up real quick. And then I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Sheldon. You see, the fourth instruction was to memorialize the things that God had done for them. The Levitical priests were told to pick up a stone from the bed of the Jordan River. And as the last person walked across on dry land, what did they do? They took that stone in the presence of God and they walked into the land that God had promised them. And when they got there, they built an altar. What is an altar? An altar is a place where we remember the things that God has done for us. They built an altar. They put the 12 stones in a circular pattern. And the cool thing is the Bible tells us that it still is there today. You see, you and I have built many altars. Remembrances of what God has done for us. Maybe you have gone away from that. Maybe you uh, don't remember the last time you built an altar Of what God has done for you. I want to challenge you and encourage you today. In this final instruction that Joshua gave to the nation of Israel. Remember the things God has done for you. Celebrate the things God has done for you. 
Remember, write them down. Tell your story. Why? Because somebody needs to hear your story. Somebody needs to hear your journey. Somebody needs to know what God has brought you through. Because their story is not going to connect with me. And my story may not connect with them. But they need you to tell the story. And so God says, remember what I've done for you. Pick up the stone, carry it across, and build an altar. Maybe you're here today and you're facing those things, those impossible moments in your life where you seem they're impossible, where you seem things aren't going your way. Remember this, the impossible things in your life become God opportunities to show himself real. And you guys have been a part of that already. And so I'm here today to tell you this. Follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Separate yourselves. Be different. Move out. If you're asked to do something, move out. Stretch yourself. Be that rubber band. Stretch yourself. But most importantly, remember the things that God has done for you. Memorialize those things. Remember them, share them, tell them with somebody. Would you bow your heads and your hearts with me? I just want to pray real quick before I turn the service over to Pastor Sheldon. Father, I thank you. God, I thank you that you are doing incredible things here in Watford City, that you are doing incredible things through this church to reach this region. Lord, I pray that as Men and women come from all across the world, all across the United States. Lord, I pray that this house would be a house of hope, that this house would be a house of life, that this house would be a house of safety and refuge, that people that when they come, they would know, God, that you are here. Holy Spirit, I pray, God, for those who may be here today, who are facing those impossible moments in their life, where things seem impossible, Lord, I ask, God, that you would show yourself real. But, Lord, I pray most importantly that we as individuals would hear your words and that we would follow the leading of your Holy Spirit, that we would separate ourselves so you can do amazing things in us and through us. But most importantly, God, I pray that we would have the courage enough to move out when it's time, not before and not too late, When it's time, Lord, when you speak to us, that we would move out, that we would do the things and possess the land that you have promised us. God, that we would move from living in possession of a hope to living in what you have for us. From promise to possession. Lord, I thank you for everything that you've done. I thank you that you have called us, that you have set this house in this place for such a time as this. Lord, we give you all the praise and we give you all the glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Sheldon, if you'd come.